Welcome to Sports, Sports, Sports. The this is the end of sports and culture. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports and definitely doesn't care about good audio as he munches on those chips. <laughs> <laughs> And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 155. This is the end. This is the end. Well, you know what? You know what? We're teasing it. I think we should just get it out there. It's been a good ride. This is our last episode. What do you mean? (laughs) We're moving to Spotify. We now have an exclusive deal with Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. We just wrote on Joe Rogan's shoelaces. (laughs) A $20 Spotify deal. But instead of $100 million, yeah, we're getting 25 bucks a quarter. <laughs> quarter, yes. <laughs> Split between the three of us. Right. <laughs> uh, we just get we get paid on a rotating quarter basis. Uh-huh. Quarterly rotating basis. Yep. Yeah. I, I pulled the short straw, so I don't get <laughs> I don't get paid until the third quarter. That's right. You Leap know what year. though? To me, this is not about the money. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> because if it were, you would be sorely disappointed, sir. What is it about, Rowdy? What is it about? You know what? It's partially about. It's about uh, the the uh, the wonderful uh, Get there. thank you cards that we've received, like uh, from the Anderson Disc Golf Club. Very uh, nice card. Very nice card. Yeah, so we received a card from an Elwood disc golf enthusiast that said, Elliot, Rowdy, and Snoop. Sorry, Reed. Sorry to blow your cover there, Reed. Uh, Thank you for the sponsorship from Sports, 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 and Park Place Arts for our Madison County Open Disc Golf event. It was a huge success with significant growth from last year, which we also sponsored. Um, In total, 163 players joined us from five states and 27 Indiana counties. We even had a uh, touring pro from California. Thank you for supporting the growth of disc golf in Madison County. Thank you for all your positive investments and influence in our community. See, we have influence in the community. He's from Elwood. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Or she. He or she, yes. He or she is from Elwood. It's it's uh, the Madison County Disc Golf Tournament is uh, at the Sanders Memorial Disc Golf Course right back there behind the shop at Edgewater Park. And then there's a tandem event at the Elwood disc golf course. So that's why it's the Madison County open. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, I told him, I, I talked to, uh, uh, to, uh, the disc golf people the other day and, um, told him that it was one of the best things that's ever happened to our neighborhood down there in park place. It's awesome. It's great. Brings in all kinds of people. And you're bringing in athletes from all over the place. And in the middle of a pandemic, or sorry, a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that's I think awesome. you mean the China virus. Yeah, that's Nobody great. That. It's a healthy outdoor activity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. I I've played several times this this year. I haven't played this year as much as I played last year, but it's an awesome course. When this quarantine ends, you guys uh, will have to come up early sometime and we'll play practice. But, yeah, big shout out to uh, Colton Ashley for uh, planning that event, working hard, and uh, improving the neighborhood. It's been awesome. I think yeah. next year, I will say, 
we'll definitely sponsor a hole next year. I'm going to yeah. commit to that. We're, we're really good at sponsoring holes. We're not as good as of mentioning the event before it happens. Beforehand? Well, that's yeah. true. That is true. Hey, man, one or the other, you know? Yeah. How um, much can you expect out of it? We didn't sponsor it to do both. We <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're not trying to brag on ourselves until after yeah. it happens. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're the worst sponsors. Yeah. But see, we're not in that again. We're not in it for the money. We want to. We want to sponsor it. That's let right. them have their fun and have a great event. It's not about us. This event nope. is not about us. It's not flying this. Uh, but next year, I do want to attend because we missed it last year. You you went out early, I, Reed. I think, but you I walked you missed through and, and and took a gander last year. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I've, I've seen disc golf. I've seen people playing disc golf, but I've never, I have not seen a like full tournament. So I'm, I am interested in checking that out. So yeah. uh, once president Trump gives us our vaccine right before the election, yep. we should all be good to go. So next year I'm going to be out there. Nice. See you in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, oh man. And, and by then we'll all be uh, on uh, probably reemployed as, podcast host because this is our final show so we'll have to find something else to do yeah why is this our final show because this is the end of two years or three years three years man go can out on can you believe that we've it was been a short three years yeah it's a short step but we're going out on top well <laughs> but so technically wouldn't next week be the last episode well the first episode on spotify no man you're getting caught up on the fence post uh, it's kind of like how 2020 is not the first year of the 2020s. It's kind of um, it's kind of like showboating at the end of like the Tour de France and then getting passed. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I just broke my potato clip, guys. What's a potato clip? Potato clip. My potato chip clip. My potato bag clip. Oh, that? yeah. That's how 2020 is going. That's uh, how the show is going. That's how. Yeah. The- <laughs> oh my gosh. Great start. Should we just start over? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. This is our first episode. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas was on the Dream Team. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, it's, it's a little bittersweet seeing as this is our last episode, but we do appreciate you at least checking this one out. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only I could unchain myself to this from, from this tragedy that we call a podcast. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, this is what we do. Sports, apparently. With that, Rowdy, how about Sports, actually. Sports, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Not sports, apparently. It's sports, actually. And yes, (laughs) how about some sports? Uh, Well, how about it? So let's talk about, you know, last week we started talking about the uh, the NBA protests, the the canceled games. Yeah, we nailed it. They they did not come back, and the nope. season is over. Sports yeah. are over. Thanks, well, Obama. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it wasn't until uh, Obama ruined it. Yeah, he, I got he, fired up about this. We're lucky did. we didn't go on the air. On now what Friday, happened? Because I don't Friday. I don't know the ins and outs of this. I'm assuming just based on the little bit that I know that a drone strike was ordered. <laughs> yeah. A drone strike yeah. on the protest was ordered by. Um, yeah, Anthony Weiner and a bunch of other Obama people, right? That that lines up. 
Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel. Painted the target. Uh, yeah. Okay, so here, do we want to come <laughs> what actually happened, or do we want to just fumble uh, I'd like Susan, to spend some Susan more time. Rice. Susan I'd Rice. like to spend some more time in my neoliberal McWorld. <laughs> but let's let's name some neolibs. Cool. <laughs> Where to begin? Yeah. Wow, this is, oh. this is so. On Wednesday night, we were on the air, and they had canceled games. On Thursday, Thursday and Friday, they continued to cancel games. Thursday morning, the players had a meeting, uh, at which time the teams were supposed to vote on whether or not they wanted to continue. Two teams voted uh, not to continue. Both which, the, which teams? The Clippers and the Lakers. Okay. The Lakers led by one King LeBron James. Oh, Surprising God. that he would do that as he is part of the monarchy. Uh, he, there you go. But regardless of that, he uh, stormed out and – uh, some other players even said, "Hey, we, we don't have LeBron James. We don't have a season. Why are we Why are we fooling ourselves? Really?" After some deliberation, uh, it was decided that Chris Paul uh, and uh, LeBron James would call their their friend uh, number forty four, um, President Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, Barack Hussein Obama. That's him. That's the guy. <laughs> He's the one um, to get some advice. And the advice that he provided is shut up uh, and dribble, shut up and dribble, essentially. Yeah. That you have a bigger platform if you um, continue to play the games. Oh, so uh, continue let me, to play games. Uh, let, me be, let me be clear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not for his billionaire buddies that he's doing this for. Don't boo vote. Uh I only have uh, 15 minutes until I have to uh, uh, record my next uh, Netflix episode and, and uh, uh, Michelle Nye's podcast before we jet off to Richard Branson's private island. Uh, is that a good impression? Yeah, it's pretty good. Not is that bad. pretty good? It's not okay. bad. Can it's I get right a glass there. of water? It's right up there with Joe Robichaux. I'll put, I'll, I'll yeah. say. Oh, Joe Robichaux? That's the guy. That's a blast yeah. from the past. Uh, uh, riddle me this, because I'm confused. These are NBA players, so I'm confused. They, I feel like they called the wrong overlord. Shouldn't mm-hmm. they call Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, instead of uh, Barack Obama? That would have made more sense, as they yeah. do. I mean, he is the NBA overlord. That's he, it, that was made clear. <laughs> earlier this year yeah um, and i mean i get it china's big so whatever's happened in western china i mean we can't see it all we're just yeah. we're just staying on the uh you know the new the eastern seaboard here we're not moving into the west right so all this was done actually because of the jacob blake shooting that happened in kenosha wisconsin um i i you know i on wednesday night when this was happening we were both saying uh, I should they're done. Saying they're done. They're I, done. I, I was with. I was right there with you. If they want this to stick. They're done. Yep. Uh, that's not what we ended up with. Not even uh, close. Saturday games were back on. They played three games on Saturday, and now we are in the semifinals. The last game seven finished up last night. Um, so it's business as usual. Yep. As much as business can be usual in the bubble. What do you what? 
Let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. Are the headlines uh, still talking about the protests or are they talking about the results of the games? Oh, I've heard the I've heard uh, media describe it as unprecedented that baseball and basketball and hockey all canceled their games for what thirty six hours or whatever right. it was. But are they still talking and about and, uh, and tennis? No, not that I've heard. They're not still talking about. Yeah, it. and that's so, exactly the whole point. They'd still be talking about it if they weren't playing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd love to. NBA and it's like, well, okay, well. I'd love. Uh, sorry, I looked up ESPN and and I don't see any headlines here talking about the protests. So nope, nope. They walked in and walked out, and hmm. it was pretty clear that they weak. weak. Yeah. Now, with that in mind, I and I was just looking for it um, because of your question last night after Game Seven when the Utah Jazz lost. Oh, that was a heartbreaker. Donovan Mitchell made comments that a second-year star, um, third-year star point guard was making comments and saying, you know, yes, this was heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's not nearly as important or as heartbreaking as what families of these tragedies are going through. So he was trying, they're still trying to turn it, but just looking through, just put in Donovan Mitchell game seven, just kind of searching through and seeing if there was any comments about it, there's none. So yeah, it seems like they're still taking a knee, they're still wearing the shirts, they uh, got a commitment from all of the NBA owners to turn in, turn their arenas into voting um, voting places. That's significant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there were some things that came about, but, and yeah, it was unprecedented for those three days, but I don't know how much of a, of a, it, was, it wasn't as dramatic a thing as I right. thought it was going to be. Me neither. Me neither. It, was, it was disappointing it was to me. Moment that I thought it was going to be. It right. was huge, especially right. when you start talking about baseball. Baseball canceled games. That was the most shocking to me, baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in in Los WNBA, Angeles, NBA, MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It, and and hockey. There was uh, NHL had uh, two games canceled. So there was a. There was no one a, even noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And if and if. And if anybody did notice, they were Canadian, and they were too polite to have said anything right. about and, missing the game. And they didn't understand what the hell was going on anyway. Uh, I mean, they have their own problems with uh, indigenous people. Indigenous people, yeah, yeah. The first uh, peoples. The first, yep, yep, yep. Uh, first people at Turtle Island, right? Yep. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point, Rowdy. I don't think it's you know. It's almost as if maybe Obama said that, but then he had an ulterior motive to get no get to get back to work. Say anything. What, so, what, Barry, what would his uh, ulterior motive be? He's I mean, it's hard to fan. It's it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. The Bulls weren't in it, so he's, I don't know. What he's bored was. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought I would have thought the Democrats uh, are supposed to be the party of. Uh, labor unions 
but somehow they busted up another uh, union um, holding out. No. So, yeah, I don't know what his motive is. What it? I don't know. I what would it, love to know what he said. Yeah. I would love to know what he said, and I, I I would love to know why LeBron and these guys felt the need to call him too. It, it's I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It was more. Di- it was disappointing that they came back, and then for me, it was more disappointing to find out that they had called and talked to Obama and then made their decision because it just seems to me that, I mean, more evidence that here we go. I mean, it's it's about, Why, it's about what, money. What was disappointing to you? What what made it disappointing to you? That they, like we were saying on Wednesday, and that I think we're hopeful for, that the statement would be to walk away, to give up the bonuses, to give up the money, to give up, to to kind of admit that at a time like this, sports is functioning as a distraction and even more trivial than we argue it is almost on a weekly basis already. And that, I mean, that's the play to me. If you really want to make, and then go, all these guys return to their communities and do something in their immediate communities. Oh yeah, I mean, I guarantee if if that's what they had done, they're not even in their communities, man. They don't even like what's cracking. Like Portland hasn't even been in Portland for the majority of these of the riots. Yeah, and the protests. Yeah, I guarantee if 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 they had done that, if they had stuck to their guns, that would still be the main headline. This absolutely week. Like, because what else is sports going to talk about? Like what? Right. Uh, yeah, right. That's that's the disappointing right. thing. It's like I don't I don't understand Obama's argument here. But and and I think that's <clears throat> that's what's most disappointing to me is I think at least when I when I've brought my soapbox and I pulled it out that sports can be. Uh, mm-hmm. It can, um, it can be a catalyst for change, it and it can be a yeah. for community building. And yeah. and this was an opportunity to actually prove that out. You know, finally, and throw it in Rowdy's face to say, "Ha, sports <laughs> are important. Sports do matter. Just <laughs> sports do matter. Just not in the way you thought they do." Uh, and and I and I lost that opportunity to just toss it back in his face. That's right. I lost that. So I I agree that the only way that sports could matter is if they disappeared. I I totally (laughs) agree with that. (laughs) Their absence is the the greatest impression they can make is their absence. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know any other way to interpret it in terms of how it played out other than ultimately self-interest is the rationale for continuing to play. Yeah, That's at least the way I frame it. it, it mm-hmm. And that's probably super mm-hmm. cynical, but that's how, that's how I'm looking at it. They could have walked away. Oh yeah. It would have been huge. It yeah. was huge. It was huge. It, this time yeah. last week, that's all everyone it was, was talking huge. about. Right. For three days, it was huge. Uh, it was right. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Hey, you may you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take because you boycotted the rest of the season. Right. I think that's how that goes. And at the same time, I mean, I know I would be ready to get the hell out of that bubble. 
at the same time, he right. couldn't go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, finally. So. Yeah. Well, but remember, LeBron's staying at the nice hotel. That's right. It's so, the nice hotel. No context. The nicest hotel in Disney. Yeah, I'd stay there for several months. The place <laughs> is brand new. Are you kidding me? No way. I, have you seen the pictures or uh, of, of renderings of this place? In Florida, right, Rowdy? Yeah. You don't even know if you're at this hotel. You don't know you're in Florida. You feel yeah, like you're Florida, in a galaxy far, Rowdy. far away. Rowdy, Florida will let you know that you're in Florida. That's right. Unless you got the COVID and can't taste and smell, you know you're in Florida. You well, know you're in Florida. That's right. I guarantee they've got they've got special filters that are taking the Florida stink out of the <laughs> water. And keeping the gators out of the pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Florida doesn't, Florida doesn't wash off that easy. You can't put you, you can't carbon filter out Florida. That's right. Swamp got a stank to it and it's <laughs> it's a stickiness. It's a yeah. stickiness. Yeah. Got a funk. Mm-hmm. Well, move, moving on. I had a question for you guys. If I was if I was to say guys, only three more uh, headlines left and then this is it. <laughs> uh, well, no, there, there's not because I'm adding some. Oh, oh great. So great. if I were to it's say a, this is the finale, so we're going three hours. Yeah, it's a two part. Yeah. What famous athlete would you guess? Tom Brady. Has just taken an equity stake and has become a special advisor to DraftKings. Michael Jordan. You are correct. Yeah, oh, that's shocking. Mr. Big Bed himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my second guess would have been Charles Barkley. Now I take a little issue with this because Jason Robbins, who is the CEO and co-founder of DraftKings, said in their press release, "quote Michael Jordan is among the most important figures in sports and culture." Okay. <laughs> Where do you get okay. that line? So yeah, sports and culture, huh? Cool. I will say. We really okay. need a legal you know team. <laughs> you know what I need? Is this, is this, let me ask you: By saying Michael Jordan is among the most important figures in sports and culture, is this an insult to us, or is this elevating us? Because I, I guess I could see it either way. Maybe I shouldn't take offense. So, oh, you're saying he's the fourth? Like it's it's us three, and then yeah, and, and yeah, and that you, welcome to our club, Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess we could let Mike in, right? He's part of the Bloomsbury group. Yeah. Yeah. As long as he doesn't get us killed for his gambling habit. That's what I was going to say. What is well, that's that? That's true. How yeah, I if we it? let Mike in, we kind of become the, like, Bilderbergs. I, yeah, yeah exactly. I don't want this to be a guilt by association <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> I mean, the meetings would be interesting. <laughs> now we don't know the size of his equity interest in DraftKings. That has not been revealed, uh, but they say that he will provide guidance and strategic advice to DraftKings board of directors. So that just means he's playing with house money. Exactly. He's like yeah. never split ten. They're just fronting him a million a month to play with. <laughs> he's like, you know what you need to do? You got to parlay that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, wait, a, he's, wait, a, he's a he's a he's a goose. Eighteen parlays today. Yeah. What kind of what, what, what kind he, of skins are we doing on this? 
Yeah. He's a goostus gloop in the chocolate factory right now. Yeah, there you go. Mm. As you know, Michael's getting in on that Thursday night action. Oh, for sure. Which Not so this year. So it's undisclosed, you said? We don't know how much money he's getting for this? What are they calling him? Did you already say are they calling yeah, him so a majority, he's a, a minority? He's a, no, he's a special advisor. Oh, that's free money. And he, and he has that's an equity money. stake in DraftKings. So and a commercial. A commercial. Right. It sounds like this is interesting because he's also an owner. Right. Ooh, that's, that's yeah. So they they said that uh, an NBA spokesperson said NBA team investors, including governors, are permitted to have involvement with sports betting and fantasy sports businesses, subject to safeguards required under league rules to prevent actual or perceived conflicts of interest. Which, uh, you know, Michael Jordan has always he's been, been aware of safe, safeguards when it comes to betting. Michael so, Jordan yeah. is the Pete Rose of basketball. No way. Here, you don't no. think he was betting on his own his own games? No, no, no. If he was, he was only betting on himself. He's such an such an uh, uh, he's so egotistical that there's no way he was ever betting against himself. He knew he That's was the true. greatest. Allegedly, yeah. Pete always never bet on himself, but bet other games, right? He bet game. Yeah, he never. He, he never. Bet on, he well, never bet on the Reds. He never bet on baseball. Then he did bet on baseball, but never uh, with his own team. But then he bet definitely bet on the Reds, but never against the Reds. So and evidently he wasn't as good as Michael Jordan because it cost five thousand dollars to have a steak dinner with Pete Rose. Yeah, that's true. No. Now one uh, one thing I'm not sure about this. I don't know if this is a mm-hmm. typo or not, but according to this. It's talking about uh, how it says DraftKings went pubic in April after stockholder approval in a blank check deal with the Diamond Eagle Acquisition Corp. That sounds about right. They've been around for about 10, 11, 12 years. That's kind of retro. But they went <laughs> they went pubic. Yeah, that's correct. Retro. That sounds about, about 12 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, 13 maybe. Okay. Is, is their uh, main sponsor Manscaped? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So I think so. If he's a if he's a special advisor, here's here's I think what the angle is. The angle is that they're a betting site now. Finally, they're not just daily fantasy, but they can actually do sports book betting. And so they say, hmm, who's the biggest, most reckless gambler? <laughs> yeah. We I know. would. I would. Be that, I would. Gambler we can think of. Yeah. yeah. Who's the biggest degenerate? Yeah. Who's the Who's the most successful degenerate we know? <laughs> Dirtbag billionaire. Who Who do we have? Oh, it's Michael Jordan. There's only two. It's well, that's not true. But the two I can think of right off the bat are uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And, and Michael Jordan. Well, Floyd Mayweather didn't have his. Didn't get his father murdered. Yeah. So they go in and say there, there's, you know, it's more of a, a profile of a of the, uh, the the customer they want. This is the this is the target customer. This is high roller to attract. So they say, hey, Mike, we want people to be like you. You remember, be like Mike. Yeah. That's what we want. But we want the betting a hundred thousand dollars on a game of ping pong kind of betting. <laughs> yeah. We want, we, 
richness here, Mike. We want, yeah, yeah, we want more of that. So how do we get that? Let us let us get in there. Let us get in your brain. We know everyone else right now has an extra twelve hundred dollars, and we want it. <laughs> <laughs> Call Obama; he'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, Mike called Obama and Barry thought it was a good idea. So that's what I got to think. I, I, it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting play. It, it makes sense. He's a legend. It's the only guy to choose. I mean, it's, it's right on the nose. He's a known gambler. Yeah. Huge Uh, gambler. I don't know anyone else who has gambled, you know, to the point that their father was killed for it. So yeah. Yeah. Poor James. Poor James Jordan. You know, he was a Jim Jordan, his dad. God. Yeah. J-Y-M or G-Y-M. Okay, here's what what year did he... So he died. Sorry, he was murdered. There you go. 1994, right? July of 1993. And Space Jam came out in... So yeah, he was dead... In 1996, when an actor played him in Space Jam. Well, that's why uh, Jordan, remember, we figured out that's why Jordan left the NBA, because he's going to get suspended for gambling. So he went and played baseball. Hmm. Right. Even though I still don't think David Stern would ever have suspended him. Hmm. No, they couldn't have. It's the league. He's the, he was the league at the right. time. Because yeah. Magic was gone. Larry was on his way out. Or Yeah, Magic might have been gone by then. Yeah, he was gone. 92 is this one, though, when he, he was on yeah. the dream with Isaiah. That's right, yeah. Um, hmm. So what if, he, what, if, what if this goes sideways? Who does DraftKings go after? I mean, isn't he? Re- he's remarried. Oh, you mean to murder? Mom life? Yeah, correct. Like, that's I mean, what who, I'm saying. I'm worried that since they put him in this, kind of point on it. Since they put out on, since they've put him in the same league as us, I'm worried it's going to come back on us. That's what I'm yeah. worried about. That makes sense. That makes sense. We've accidentally, like, you know what this is? This is a Lebowski situation. Yeah. Because they said, I get my rug back, man. Put, Sports and culture, that's us. Mm-hmm. So they're going to think it's us. Right. Just like Lebowski. Oh, man. Rowdy. This is bad. I know. I don't like this one bit, but. Yeah. You got to yeah. do what you got to do. This is why it's our last episode. What else we got? We're going into witness protection. Oh, right. well, let's, let's talk about uh, my Premier favorite, uh, my favorite deceased uh, astronomy popularizer uh carl sabin uh, who apparently <laughs> oh. made an appearance in uh tuscaloosa uh leading a black lives matter march that's right coach sabin and the entire alabama football program on uh i believe it was monday uh had a black lives matter march and protests on the campus there in tuscaloosa uh sabin was out front for the march Uh, spoke a few words at the beginning and then handed it over to the team leader and one of the uh, organizers of the protest uh, star running back and 
uh, fourth year senior Najee Harris. <clears throat> they also, uh, right, you gotta say fourth year senior because that doesn't happen a whole lot at Alabama. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was also the dean for uh, equity and inclusion there, the director of athletics, a couple other players spoke. Um, but the most uh, most interesting part, I thought, visually and kind of uh, symbolically, is that uh, they spoke on the schoolhouse steps where George Wallace in 1963 gave his famous speech, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Uh Mm, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. And to my knowledge, this is the largest uh, kind of action taken by any Division I football team. I, can't, I haven't heard of any others. That may not be the case, but I thought it was interesting that Alabama did it and where they did it. Uh, this is, yeah, I think I haven't heard of any others. I've heard of other marches. This is probably the most high profile. And then obviously what Texas did. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I hadn't heard anything of this. It was pretty. It was pretty uh, interesting. What, what's what's the blowback been? I mean, I haven't. Alabama's you know, not I, actually. You know, I should have turned on Feinbaum this week to see what the true blowback was, but I haven't. Oh, jeez. Feinbaum. Feinbaum. Hey, that's the heartbeat of the SEC. I got no time bomb for Feinbaum. I, hey, no. I like that, and I'm with you, but it is the heartbeat of the SEC. <laughs> I mean, I watched Fine yeah. last week, and a guy called and said coronavirus virus wasn't real, but that it started with the bats in Bryant Denny Stadium at the University of Alabama, which is an interesting proposition to deny its reality, but then know its origin. Again, who knows? <laughs> so he's saying, let's roll that back real quick. I know I'm going to ask you to speak for. Uh, Tubbs in Tuscaloosa. Glad. Um, what? Uh, so he's saying it. It's not real, mm-hmm. as in it didn't come from Wuhan, and it. It doesn't. But, it, it's a fake. It's a fake disease. It's a okay, but it's a it's a real thing. It just happens to be. Not as. No, I don't potent, think. Not as deadly. I don't think you're following Snoop. It's not real, but it started with the bats at the University of Alabama <laughs> yeah. Stadium. I think the problem I is I, I don't understand what you're getting like. confused about. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think the problem is I followed too closely. Yeah, <laughs> it's just words, right? I mean, don't get caught up in the words. Yeah, I mean, I it, it was I hadn't watched Feinbaum in a long time. I was just flipping through, and that was I thought. This is solid gold right here because even Paul was just like, I, and he kept him on for like six minutes trying to understand what he was saying. I was just like, oh man, I worked. I'm a I'm a steel worker and I worked construction there at Bryant Denny when we were adding on that that end zone decker uh, triple decker and I mean there's a bunch of them bats up there and I mean coronavirus ain't real but them bats them bats is where coronavirus comes from. And them bats is them, them bats gonna fly around and bite them players and but I mean we're still gonna play roll tide. It's just like God, dude. Dixie logic is incredible. It's incredible, yeah. But so all that being so said, Nick, I thought it was pretty cool. What was your guys' take on it? Even I mean, I know Rowdy's a roll tighter for life. But yeah. Snoop, as a golden domer, 
I didn't see any priests in smoking bowls walking around Notre Dame saying Black Lives Matter. I didn't either. I did see him walk out with Mike Pence as the commencement speaker. That was dope. Um, yes, that was dope. He should have never been invited, uh, yet it was dope. I think it's it's commendable, and you know he's to put a more um, uh, critical eye towards it. I would say he really didn't have a choice if he's going to continue to recruit players from the areas he recruits players at the level he recruits players. What else is he going to do? Agreed. That's also not to say he doesn't believe it. I think he honestly is having hard conversations from what I read from this. He's having hard conversations with his, with his players. He cares about his players. He's hearing what they have to say and he's allowing them an opportunity to lead. He's out front and he's putting his neck on his, on the line as well. But he's saying, Hey, I'm behind you a hundred percent. Get out there and organize it. And I'm, I'm there. I'll be there. I I completely agree. and I think one of the most telling things to support your point is that he said, you know, in my position, I don't see the world through the same lens as the players. And he's like, I'm here to listen and understand the way the players see the world and how they're affected by society and culture. And I thought that's a, that's a pretty big statement. I mean, as a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and the king of Alabama, yeah, he doesn't understand what it's like to come from Dothan, Dothan Alabama, and, and you know, your shot is but to he, play football and all, all that kind of thing. But that's it. But, you know, and I, I, yes, he doesn't see it now, but he, I think in a lot of ways he, he saw it then. He's, what, the son of a coal miner from West Virginia? Yep. I mean, football was kind of his shot too. I don't know that. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know what his parents did. I don't know what his parents did, but you know that was his way out. He went to what Kent State. Kent State uh, got an education, so it was it was kind of his way out too. Um, Yeah. So I can understand that he. And and it is, it's yeah. He doesn't see it like his players. He's making nine million dollars a year. Right. Uh, off the, off the state, right? Who can't seem to find money to pay for the education for some of these players or right. some of these kids in their state, uh, while they're while the students are getting paid nothing. But you know, so I, I do appreciate that. He also said, you know, he he didn't back down when pressed to say that this was just about supporting his players, because he said something like. Uh, I, we're doing good work here. And then he said something like, I'm proud of our messengers and I'm proud of our message. Right. So he's like, I'm a proud parent. He's like, proud I'm parent. proud of, yep. of, I'm proud of who's leading and I'm proud of what we're leading for. So I think that's really cool. He's, he's, uh, I'll give him credit for that. Um, well, he's and- also somebody who said that these players are safer on campus right. than they are at home during the pandemic. And that, you know, with a thousand people positive to... cases on campus, <laughs> exactly. a thousand positive cases on campus, they're safer here than anywhere else. 
Yeah. Well, so this and, is, yeah, and that this could is be guy, that they have some yeah. kind of pseudo football bubble. I have no idea, but yes, that is. No, oh, man, they're students. They're students. They have to go to class. They have to well, they go to dorms. You know, yeah. These these are just normal students. Right. Nothing special. Right. I did right. think it was interesting that he made the decision to lead the march. Uh, and, and like you say, Snoopy put himself out there, which I think is a good symbol. And cynically, it's also like, what are they going to do to Nick Saban? Like, he's, you know, yeah. I mean, basically, without some kind of Jeffrey Epstein type episode, the dude's untouchable in the state of Alabama. Yeah. You know, so risk, right. the risk may not be like it would be in other areas. Uh, particularly in the SEC, but I was happy to see it. I thought that's pretty cool, man. Like you don't see Dabo Sweeney standing in front of the Strom Thurmond Institute talking about black lives matter. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you sure don't. (laughs) I think, but uh, now didn't old Miss? I, now that I'm thinking about Ole Miss and Arkansas both had, did they have demonstrations? Yeah. Demonstrations as well. Not. Uh, it wasn't this type of march. It probably wasn't as large. Yeah. Interesting to put it on a Monday. You know, on a Monday. I don't know. Yeah. Why do you maybe say they that? don't have? Maybe they don't have practice on Monday. So he's like, oh, yeah, you guys not. can. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can protest, but it's got to be on a day off. Got to, got to keep things in perspective. I guess. All right. What else we got? All right. So this was a story that was sent to us both by uh, number one fan Colt and uh, the commissioner Brandon Casburn. So a couple days ago, uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs uh, received their oh, yeah. Super Bowl rings, and Andy Reid was quoted uh, saying, "You wear it for special occasions." Or if you want a free cheeseburger, you just <laughs> point right there and show them that ring and you might get one. Dude, Rowdy, you've been on this for months. I, this is, yeah, the, yeah totally. We're so good and we get I'm no man. credit. Do you ever wonder if the universe is a simulation and we're the ones in control of it? I think I don't. I do now. Or do you ever wonder that the world really did end in 2012 and all this weirdness is just the inner inward collapse of reality? Oh, everyone trashed the final episode of Lost. We're living it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but okay. Dude, yeah, if you say so. <laughs> I think I just ate a piece of wood, by the way. I, I, dropped, I, dropped a, I dropped a chip crumb on the floor. You picked it and up. I, and you ate you know, part of your floor. It was the five-second rule, but I think I accidentally picked up a piece of wood that came out of our hardwood floors. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's what, black and that's, not what, urethane. That's, that's what you have to eat when you don't have a Super Bowl ring. You just have to eat yeah. wood exactly. on the wood floor. Yeah. You, if you have a Super Bowl ring, you get cheeseburgers for free. Yeah. You don't eat off of the floor. You literally eat the floor. What right. What else do you think a Super Bowl ring could get? I, I mean, that's... I think it could get you unlimited cheeseburgers. I'd like to think in Kansas I'll, City, a Super Bowl ring gets you a full rack. Well, okay, so that's a good question. Does 
because would the Super Bowl ring be limited to your Super Bowl or, or your team's city or state city or, or cities slash state slash fan region or for in the Kansas yes. City Chiefs uh, case, the Kansas City Kingdom. So what I would, what, I would say what, what is the, I does personal, Kansas? Sorry, go ahead. I have personal experience with this. Oh, to answer your question, Snoop has a Super Bowl. So, I yeah, shocker! I was part of the '72 Dolphins, <laughs> last undefeated team. <laughs> but that's who I'm talking about. There was I was a I was a server. Uh-huh. I was part of the service industry, and I was working at a small family restaurant called Red Lobster. Ah, I've heard of it. Um, in small town uh, in the middle in the middling west called Anderson, Indiana. While uh-huh. I was there. I walked up to a table. There was a guy there. He introduced himself. I don't remember his name. And he said, I won a Super Bowl. Here's my ring. And he showed it to me. And he was a big man, big old white man. And he said, I was a member of the 72 Dolphins. Here's my Super Bowl ring. And I said, neat. Here's and that man bill. got nothing. For- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that man got nothing for free. Dude, you gave Don Shula a check when he was at Red Lobster. No, it was not Don Shula. It was just some <laughs> big old white man. And I was like, okay. But the sure. fact that I he mean, tried it was, that on you at the Anderson Red Lobster <laughs> shows that it works. The fact that you watched it at Red Lobster shows that he made some Ooh. wrong decisions after. Well, okay. Well, what year, what year would this have been? 2002, 2003? Four or five, probably like three, four, five. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he's been doing this I since mean, this is... 1972, and it's worked long enough that he's still doing it that many years later. I think Andy Reid well, has he, a point here. He said to me along those lines when I came back to the table. Oh, there's there a part of the story you're not telling. There was us. some okay. comment. Well, there was some comment about. Um, People around here don't care about this. Something like that. Basically saying like, nobody's making a big enough deal about this Super Bowl ring. Now, answer, like, answer oh, me okay. this. If he had flashed the Super... If he had had a little more swagger, a little more style, like for instance, if he had just flashed the ring and said, hey, keep them Cheddar Bays coming. Yeah. Would that have made a difference? No. I don't care about his Super Bowl ring. <laughs> How did he? How did he tip? I uh, don't remember. Uh, you could have gotten a but, killer tip if you'd given just given him stuff for free. Did give him stuff for free? Cheddar Bay biscuits. Well, yeah. bigger stuff. Some surf and turf. Coconut shrimp. Yeah, I did not give him anything for free, besides the the besides the. Uh, Besides the drawn butter and the Cheddar Bay biscuits, <laughs> that's what he got for free. I I don't know. I don't remember his name. Because Snoop said this rem- is country. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that's part of it. I was like, yeah, you're not my team. Now, if right. I was a Chiefs fan and I was in and I was in Anderson, Indiana, and Andy Reid came in, I'd be like, yes, of course, you can have all the cheeseburgers you want for free. And but so same same thing with it, like if Jeff Saturday had walked into your Red Lobster, you would oh, have been for like, sure. "Anything you want, sir." 
If you look, if he looked at me with those steely blues, oh yeah, those North he does Carolina have beautiful eyes, powder blue eyeballs. Yeah, I would melt, sir, yeah. melt. I would be, I would turn into a puddle of drawn butter. And, and I mean, in the playing days, Jeff Saturday could have put away some lobsters. Yes. Yeah, so I think it probably has less to do with geography and more to do with who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's there's a bigger contingent of fans in your area but yeah if you're if you if you're in new york city new york city City. yeah then and you were you were a cheese fan yeah you're getting you're getting free cheeseburgers now i mean i would also think that andy reed probably hasn't paid for a cheeseburger in a very long time i was gonna say like if if andy reed walked into an established like pretty much any dining establishment i would say mm-hmm. he's probably getting who who is there is there a place in this country where you think andy reed would not be welcome at your eating establishment no does kansas city not. have like a, a huge rival i don't know man uh, there oakland. might be, there might be some places in oakland where he doesn't get served las vegas yeah yeah maybe new england uh, now maybe uh, boston <laughs> Okay, well, I would not want to go there or Vegas or Oakland, so. But, hey, he's eating for free anywhere he goes in KC or Philly. Oh, mm-hmm. oh for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give Andy yeah. Reid free stuff. Andy Reid's cool. And I would just – I'd be like you, Rowdy. I'd just talk to him about the punt, pass, and kick the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> he won it, right? Did yeah. he win it? Yeah, uh, I would I mean, hope so because win, he was he is a utter failure. Yeah, I was gonna say he's four feet taller than the other children he was and two hundred and twenty pounds. Heavy. Just, yeah. So yes. yes. I mean Andy Reid is one of those characters. There are certain characters in sports that they transcend uh space and and team. Like and, it, uh, oh, I like how you did that. Space and team. Space and team. It's better space and time. Yeah, space and team. I think if you would like, he's just a character that would just that you see him and he brings joy, and he gets free cheeseburgers. Free anything. Yeah, I love that Andy Reid is a Super Bowl winning coach, Hall of Fame coach. At this I mean, point, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is a he is a. Uh, Unique and innovative coach in the in the NFL, Super Bowl winner now. I just like it that he's so down to earth. He's still super into cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though if any level of fame and fortune would ever make me not a fan. Do Ryan, you? Do you eat cheeseburgers? Do you eat cheeseburgers? Yeah, I do. I'm not even. I'm lactose intolerant, and I eat cheeseburgers. Yeah, I'm surprised. Whatever. Well, Rowdy, if, you into, if you ever ran into a boatload of money, you'd never touch another cheeseburger. Yeah, that's true. You have that faith. What? <laughs> what do you expect? What do you expect I would do if you, I had a boatload? You get all bougie. Gentle, look at that genteel beard. You get all bougie. On a... <laughs> oh, I would definitely become a Kentucky Colonel. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I would probably finance a all white dress, dress in all white. Yeah. Nehru. I would, it would be only Nehru. And I would definitely be financing a spaceport. Uh, For sure. But yeah. that and would no only be so I could merc Jeff Bezos. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Musk, yeah, get them all. Yeah. 
No, I definitely, yeah, I definitely have a private army. That's also, I for sure, I would definitely like have a private Georgia. army. You know um, what you haven't said you would do? What? Eat a cheeseburger. Or go to Red Lobster. Well, I was getting yeah. to that. I was saying I would do all these things, but that wouldn't, but I would still, I'd still be, I'd still be the down to earth cheeseburger love and rowdy that you know and love. Do you guys like me? <laughs> Am I being presumptive here? I know you know. Okay. I would still be the same cheeseburger loving rowdy that you know right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys like me? Wait. <laughs> what was it he couldn't figure out? Wait. How does uh, foosball work? Foosball work. How does foosball work? <laughs> After a 20 minute explanation of some kind of foosball analogy. Well, Wait. How does foosball work? Okay. It's not guys how does it, it's guys. not how does it okay. <laughs> First of all, you guys are living in the past. <laughs> Second of all, it was hey, not this is, it, it was not about how foosball known, is bro. it was not about how foosball is played. It was about the orientation of uh of how it works. Does is it all of your players <laughs> are on one side of the field and all the other players are on the other side of the field, or are they interspersed? Orientation like, of how things work is an awful lot like how the game is played. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of syllables to say. How does this work? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Yep, what else we got? We got like maybe five or six minutes. All right, so... Yeah. Until the uh, end. Until the end. This is our last one. It's this full retrospective at this point. That's why we can bring up foosball. This is all, right. all we have left. Well, Tom, Tom Brady this week... Oh, uh, so they, they've, they've begun uh, piping in crowd noise and to get the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ready for this, they, they had it at uh, practice last Friday. And so Tom Brady said, uh, now, mm. by the way, what did the, Tampa Tom say? The Buccaneers quarterbacks coach, Clyde Christensen, was a, an mm. assistant for a long time in Indianapolis, apparently. As was That's Bruce Arians. Head, head coach mm-hmm. Ruth Arians was also the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, interim, Tom, interim, Tom Brady, interim, when they interim. start, they start pumping in the fan noise. He said, I thought it was one of the Colts old tapes when they used to pump all that sound into the RCA dome. I was telling coach Clyde that they must have pulled that out of the basement for today's practice. We had a great time with it. It's something to get used to. It definitely has its challenges. If that's how loud it's going to be, it's going to be tough for everybody. Uh, now, I had no idea what this meant when I saw the headline. Uh, but, yeah, the, this is an interesting conspiracy. So it's absolutely true. I, I, so, <laughs> background for people like me, who are probably most people who are listening, who don't know what this is. God, I hope not. <laughs> in Yeah. <laughs> So in 2007, the Colts uh-huh. were playing the Patriots, and in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, yes. That year, at that point, the Colts were seven and zero, and the Patriots were eight and zero. Great time um, to be in that town. They they had uh, it, apparently deafening crowd noise when the Patriots were on offense and especially when Mm -hmm. Tom Brady was trying to call signals. Um, But when the Colts had the ball, apparently the noise was quieter. 
And mm-hmm. so that's, you know, rowdy, rowdy, rowdy crowd, even though the RCA dome, which, uh, you know, this is, this is the years before Lucas oil, the RCA dome was one of the smaller stadiums at that point. But at one point the noise skipped like a record and then the crowd noise kind of came to a halt. Um, so there was a lot of, of questions about, you know, was this a, you know, is, are the Colts pumping in this crowd noise just to uh, mess with the opposing teams? Now, CBS, who was uh, broadcasting the game, later came out and said, uh, CBS has informed the NFL uh, that, or sorry, this was an NFL spokesperson it said CBS has informed the NFL that the unusual audio moment heard that fans might have heard during the Patriots Colts telecast was the result of tape feedback in the CBS production truck and was isolated to the CBS broadcast. The network in the league insisted that it was in no way related to any sound within the stadium and could not be heard in the stadium. Now, as background here, uh, the Atlanta Falcons apparently at one point were fined $350,000 and they had a fifth round pick taken away. Uh, and team president Rich McKay was suspended from the league's competition committee for pumping artificial crowd noise into the Georgia dome in the 2013 and 2014 seasons. Birds. And the Redskins were fined, sorry, the team mm. from Washington were fined, uh, the, sorry, the Washington football team were fined <laughs> $20,000 in 2000 for blasting cheerleader noise. Um, but nothing ever happened to the Colts with this. And nope. so, um, mm-hmm. but apparently the NFL later uh, posted, you know, takedown notices, copyright infringement notices to any audio or video of that uh audio skipping moment and mm-hmm. kind of the nail in the coffin for the colts is there was a photojournalist from wbz who was covering the game at the time and was just like this this noise is insane and so he turned to a security guard and said do you go home at night with a headache because it's early in the first quarter and my head's already hurting and the security guard uh who was unnamed replied I don't know if you know this, but they actually pick up the crowd noise and pump it back through the PA. So, and the same thing, oh, unnamed, this was, what's that? Unnamed security guard, huh? Unnamed, unnamed security, security guard. guard. Without a doubt, um, this is true. The Colts did it. Okay. Colts uh, did it, and I'll tell you why I know. Because I watched some of those stupid Peyton Manning uh, little short things he did where he like, uh, threw a pass off of a building in New York. And I, I forget what, what uh, network he was working for, but he did a, oh, maybe it was ESPN. He did a bunch of like little ESPN, yeah. And some, I forget what episode it was, but someone made a comment like, oh yeah, man, you know, you guys used to pump in that crowd noise and the smirk on Manning's face. And he just goes, I don't know what you're talking about. For sure. They did this. I, well, okay. I'm convinced they did it. One, uh, who cares? Yeah, right. It was the Patriots. It's I mean, I love Carmen. it. I think this and, is great. Oh, and Carmen. secondly, this is this is 
like the the balls on Tom Brady to try right. and just even jab right. somebody uh, for allegedly cheating. Ultimate cheater. Yes. To go out and be like, oh yeah, haha, we had a good laugh about that one. It's like, oh really? Did you? What about all of the things? Like, what about the video cameras? What about the what about the the flake gate? Which yeah, was against Indy. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he was scared. Well, do yeah. you think that maybe if, if the Colts hadn't done this first, maybe the Patriots would never have done that? No, because this kind of, if you want to call it cheating, I think this, the, kind, of, this kind of cheating is the is so Colts it stinks. You know, it's like just enough. You know, it's like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. It's just enough. The Colts didn't have the kahunas to actually cheat, you know, on the field or whatever. Plus, I mean, you guys are Hoosiers. That place would get loud, but there are a lot of people just drinking beers and eating hot dogs at the Colts game. Well, yeah, yeah. That crowd was never insane. Playoff, it's still pretty playoff, I never went to a Colts playoffs game, so I can't speak to that. But regular season games, and granted, I used to go late into the season when they were 13, 14, and 0 and benching people. But yeah, because those were the cheap tickets. <laughs> right. And I just loved seeing AFC matchups with the Colts. But uh, I mean, yeah, those. The AFC never, South barn burners exactly, that are in there. Yeah. Exactly. I saw them. I saw Jacksonville beat the Colts three times in person. It was awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I totally believe they did that. I do. Uh, it's so Colts. They, it did get loud in there for sure. Actually, cheap. this brings us back to um, Kansas City. Did you see on their Super Bowl rings that they have one forty two point two on the side of their rings? A decibel level, the decibel level of uh, Arrowhead Stadium. I've heard, I have a buddy that went to a game in Arrowhead, and he said it was insane. Yeah, I heard it gets very loud. So yeah. I don't think it ever got that loud in the in the Rickadome. Snoop, you're the only Colts fan on this pod. What do you think? I think that professional football is dumb, other than <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Just stats and what do you call them? Stat generating robots. Stat generating robots. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Snoop has already already uh, equated the singularity with NFL players. Yeah, I want to watch. I want to watch it. I just uh, hardly have time. And if I'm going to choose Saturday or Sunday, I'm choosing Saturday every time. I'm with you, and I know Kaz is nodding right now too. Saturday is is way better than Sunday. It's the superior product. Yeah, fantasy. Well, now you don't have to wait till Sunday to see Bill Belichick because he's the uh, replacement for Subway Jared in the new Subway commercials. I which saw I, that. I can't think of a better uh, replacement. Similar bus size, too. They can use the same <laughs> yeah. shirt. Yes. Hopefully not the same uh, picadillos as Subway Jared. Is Subway Jared... Uh, do they have that kind of cheese there? <laughs> Oh, it's been a while since I've been to a subway. Is is Subway Jerry? Well, that's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank uh, sound guru Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the commissioner Brandon Casper, and food editor Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy this week is a woman. Uh, it's a repeat, but you know, 
you got to go back to the well because it's overflowing with greatness. Serena Williams. And it's our last, and it's and our, it's last, our last episode. It's our last episode. So Serena Williams yeah. takes us out. She just won her 102nd U.S. Open match, which puts her on the top of the mountain, just passing Chris Everett for most mat, um, most games, I should say, ever won at the U.S. Open by a woman. Wow. Wow. Congrats. And Venus is already out, which yeah. means usually when Venus goes out in the first round, Serena wraps it up. So we'll yeah. see. Well, Serena, I know you're out there listening to us. Congratulations. Can't wait to see you. Bring it home. I love in you. The very, in the very quiet, very yeah. quiet U.S. Tennis Open. Tennis is strange right now. Yeah. It really is. Oh. And the U.S. Open historically is the rowdiest crowd. I mean, tennis mm-hmm. is usually quiet, but the U.S. Open is never quiet. Well, it's because they pump in all that crowd noise. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, yeah, Instagram. Virtualism. Uh, or email us at sports, sports, sportspot at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or t- topics you want to discuss on some other podcast because this is our last one. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? I would marry Serena Williams. Yeah.